What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, so today's topic is one that is very close to my heart, probably my favorite thing to talk about, um, which is the living word of God. And, you know, this is really this revelation, this understanding is what changed my life forever because, you know, I had a season of life where, you know, when I was younger, I knew the Bible. I grew up in church. I had read it. I had been taught the scriptures. I had even memorized a ton of scriptures, Um, you know, but really I was still living a very bound up life. I wasn't really walking fully in my identity in Christ, walking in freedom, you know, even though I had a ton of head knowledge about who God was, about who Jesus was, um, it was just head knowledge. And then, you know, I feel like I had a season of life where, you know, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, my focus really shifted and and I would just, you know, pray in tongues and praying in tongues is amazing. And I would just, um, you know, worship songs and praying in tongues, which, which again, that's all good, but really it's my life didn't begin to change until I, I got, I got to a point where I realized that it's when the word and the spirit come together, that's what produces breakthrough in your life. That's, what's going to produce true transformation in your life. So really understanding, you know, that you can't just live your Christian life with a ton of head knowledge. And there's so many people that they know the word. They even say, I'm believing, I'm in faith, that they speak the word or whatever. But really when it comes down to it, you know, it's mostly just a bunch of head knowledge because the thing about The thing about even faith in general or believing God's word, that's not something you can conjure up by self-effort. That's that's why Paul said, "Who? what do you think this is? Who has bewitched you? He told the Galatian church that you started off in the spirit and now you think you're going to finish in the flesh. So, you know, and that's why it's so important to understand you can't live the life of faith, the Christian life in the flesh by trying to conjure up, um, you know, self-will and self-effort to try to believe what God says and walk in freedom. No, it's really, it's really coming to an understanding of, of when God, when the Holy Spirit makes the word of God alive on the inside of you, it becomes a mighty power on the inside of you. It becomes a force. It becomes the substance of faith. And that's really what changes and transforms your life. And it's not you trying so hard. You know, the Bible says that to as many as do receive the word to them, they receive the power to become the sons and daughters of God. So really the power to, for living your new Christian life, the, to walking in power, to living in victory, to living a life truly of faith. Where does that come from? It comes from having God's word alive on the inside of you much more than head knowledge. And so, you know, I want you to, I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit and the word always always have to work together. So I want to read this scripture in Genesis chapter one. It says in Genesis one, two, this is the, you know, very important, the very beginning of the Bible. It says the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And so we know that the waters are a type of the word, right? So the water is a type of the word. And it says that the spirit of God was hovering over the water. So the Holy spirit, he hovers over the word. So understand that you don't just need the word and you don't just need the spirit. You need the Holy Spirit and you need the word working together. So, and and the, there's another scripture in Psalms. It's almost this exact same verse, but instead of saying the spirit of God, it says the voice of God hovers over the face of the waters. So the Holy Spirit 
is, is really one and the same with the voice of God. The Holy Spirit is the actual breath of God. So when I talk about having the word living on the inside of you, what, what makes it come to life? It's when the Holy Spirit The Holy Spirit quickens the word to life and it's as if it feels as if God himself walked into your room and spoke that word to you. It's, it's a lot more than just somebody telling you something like, Hey, you know, like you don't need to worry about that. Like the Lord is your shepherd. You will never lack. Amen. Someone can tell you that. And it's like, okay, great. That's touching. It's maybe encouraging, maybe comforting in the moment. But when the rhema word of God comes to you, when the Holy spirit reveals that word to you and it becomes a reality to you that the Lord is your shepherd, that you will never lack. It's no longer just a comforting phrase. It's no longer just an encouraging quote that you can write in your journal. It becomes a power on the inside of you. It becomes the substance of faith on the inside of you that drives you, that controls you, that that literally it, it drives out fear. It drives out doubt. It drives out discouragement. It literally becomes a living force on the inside of you. And what is it? It's the living word is Jesus himself, right? Because Jesus was the word made flesh anointed by the Holy Spirit and quickened to life by the Holy Spirit, right? So it really is, that's, that's having Christ molded on the inside of you. You know, in Romans 8, it talks about that we were predestined to be molded into the image of Christ, right? So Christ being molded within you, you being molded into the image of Christ is really having God's word quicken to life on the inside of you. That's Christ being molded in you. Every time a scripture comes on the inside of you and you receive a revelation of that word, that is Christ being molded on the inside of you. And so I want to give you a couple types here that the, the, the Bible shows us that can kind of help you to like understand this, this whole thing, the difference between the written word and the living word. And so one of them I talked about um, in a couple podcasts ago, the water, when Jesus turned the water into wine, and that can symbolize like many different things, you know, that's a type of, of different things. But one of them is, you know, you have, you know, you may be full of the water of the word, right? But when the Holy Spirit, (laughs) when the Holy Spirit makes that word alive in you, that water is all of a sudden turned into wine. So I want you to, I want you to think about this. What's the difference here? If you drink water, that's great. It may like, it gives you, you know, you need water to live, right? So the water is still like nourishing your body, right? But if, if when that water is turned into wine, okay, wine has an intoxicating effect, that wine will begin to control the way that you're acting. That wine will begin to affect the way that you're talking. That wine is going to begin to affect uh, how everything you're doing, right? Because it's intoxicating. It begins to control you, right? And so when the word of God is turned, when the water of the word turns into the wine of the word, it's going to, it's without you trying, it's going to begin to affect the way you act. It's going to begin to affect the way you speak. And it, and it's not, it's not self-effort. It's it really is the work of the Holy spirit, making that word alive on the inside of you. So that's, that's one type. Um, another one is, um, which is a really good one. It's uh, I think it's Moses when they are in the wilderness, right? And there's the rock and it says that Moses struck the rock and water poured out. 
So and uh, that's another type of the word of God is, is rock. And so the, the rock of the word. And so when the rock splits open, right, and water pours out, what is that water? That water is the type of, it talks about in Revelation, it talks about the water of the Zoe life of God, which is really like the power of God. It's the, it's the God kind of life. So, or, and it's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's all the same. So really when the, when the rock of the word breaks open within you, right? Something comes pouring out. It's the water of life. It's the waters of the, the power of the Holy Spirit. So you may have the, and many people may have the rock of God's word on the inside of them, but if you don't take the time to engage the Holy Spirit, right? And have the rock of the word split and break open on the inside of you, then the power remains dormant. So really the Holy Spirit is the one that comes to break open, to comes to break open the word of God. And when the word breaks open on the inside of you, the waters of life begin to pour out. And that's really, you know, it talks about out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So really when you're in the the flow of the river, you're, you know, you're being moved by the river of God, that water, that power is flowing out from you. It's no longer just like a dormant word. It's no longer just like a scripture. It's no longer head knowledge. There's something, there's a power that's flowing out from the word that's in your belly. It's not just like, okay, this person knows a lot of good doctrine. There's something that flows out from you. When that word is real in you, there's something different about you. There's something that comes out of you. When you begin to talk about the word, it's not just like somebody talking about, whatever, like, like book smart stuff, like whatever textbook stuff. It's like when they start talking about the word, there's a power that exudes from them. And that's, you know, that's exactly how Paul was. Paul talks about in first Corinthians chapter two, he said, I didn't come to you with just eloquent words. I came to you with the demonstration of power. He said the power of God was operating on me, stirring in the, in the minds and hearts of the hearers, holy emotions. So Paul was saying, when I was talking to you, it wasn't just a bunch of words. It was, there was a power operating on me, flowing through me that was affecting you, right? Because why? Because for Paul, it wasn't just a bunch of knowledge. Because remember, before he was saved, he was a Pharisee. He knew the word. He had the whole like Old Testament stuff memorized. Anybody can know the Bible in their brain and have some kind of doctrine. But when, when Paul had the, the revelation of Christ, when that word became alive in him, right? When he began to talk about the things of God, it wasn't just talk, but it was power flowing out from him, right? Because when, like I said, when the rock splits, the, the power comes pouring out, the water comes pouring out. And so another one is, um, it talks about in Psalm 119. I've definitely talked about the scripture before, um, it says the unfolding of his word brings forth light. The unfolding of his word brings forth light. Or another word for that could be the unveiling. So the Bible talks about this too, that, that really um, the Holy Spirit is the one that comes to remove the veil. So I'm going to pause right here. I don't have time to get into this one too deeply, but I encourage you to go listen to my podcast on grace upon grace. I talk about this in detail about the unveiling the, that the Holy Spirit's job is to unveil or to unfold the word of God. And when there's an unveiling and an unfolding, there's light that shines out. 
right? And so when light shines, darkness immediately is expelled. So, so really it's the light of God's word. That's going to make the difference in your life because you can have all kind of head knowledge and you're still walking in the dark. You're still walking in darkness. You're still walking in fear. You're, you're still walking in bondage. So really it's not about how much, you know, it's not about how long you've been saved. It's not about how many scriptures you can quote that you've memorized. It's about how much light is shining on the inside of you. How much, how much can you really see with the eyes of the spirit? That's why Paul, Paul, he prayed in Ephesians. He didn't pray that they would have more power. He didn't pray that they would have more breakthrough. He didn't pray that, you know, they would, what did he pray? He prayed, Lord, that the eyes of their heart will be flooded with light. That there would be an unveiling, that there would be light that floods the eyes of their spirit. Because if you can see clearly, if you can see clearly who you are in Christ, when the light of God's word comes in the inside of you, it will drive out everything that doesn't need to be there. It drives out doubt. It drives out fear. It drives out discouragement, disappointment, um, um, depression, misery, anxiety. It drives all that out, right? So really, it's like people try so hard to get free from stuff and to to, you know, do whatever for themselves. But really all you need is, is the light of God's word to, to break open on the inside of you. And so really, how do you, how do you get, how do you get that? Because maybe you're thinking like, okay, well, I read my Bible, like whatever, you know, really you have to engage the Holy spirit and understand that the Holy spirit is a person. He has a personality and really he, he doesn't force himself on anyone. He has to be invited, you know, and understand that it's, you know, he has to be engaged. The Holy Spirit is always with you. When you're driving in your car, you may think you're alone, but he's actually like sitting next to you. But you know, he has to, you have to engage the Holy Spirit. You have to acknowledge him. You know, and a, a great book that really every Christian should probably read is uh, Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. He talks, he just, he talks about this, you know, the, the understanding that you have to come to of the personality of the Holy Spirit, that he's not just a, he's not just a dove or a, a feeling or a cloud. He, you have to understand that he's a person with emotions and you have to invite him in and really praying. Even that prayer I just said, praying, Lord, let the eyes of my heart be flooded with light. And really asking the Holy Spirit, Lord, make your word real to me. Make this word more real to me than anything else in this world. Make your word more real to me than what I see in the natural. And, you know, really, when you begin to pray like that, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit will will do it and you'll know it and it will change your life. You know, and just to give like an example, like for me, like one that I remember um, specifically like one time I was just praying and I think I was just praying in tongues. Wasn't really like thinking about anything specifically, but I read my Bible regularly, you know, so I have the water of the word is, is in me, you know? Um, so I was praying in tongues and all of a sudden, and this is how the Holy spirit works. It's usually suddenly, suddenly, all of a sudden, a certain scripture became a revelation to me is that one in John where Jesus said, Jesus said, you don't need to ask me anything but you can ask the father directly. 
And he and basically he was talking about the the you know how when you're born again that you have now have access to God the Father. And I I remember that that scripture came to my mind, and then the other scripture in uh, Romans where it says that you've been given the spirit of adoption or the spirit of sonship that cries out Abba Father. And I just remember like literally in that moment I can't really explain it in words, but all of a sudden it became so real to me the spirit of adoption and the spirit the spirit of sonship. And the reality that like we have access to God, the father, you don't have to like people like to pray to Jesus. And that's technically, you know, you're, we don't pray to Jesus. We have access to God, the father, you're a son, you're a daughter of God that you, you literally, you don't have to go to Jesus. You pray using his name and you go directly to the father that the same spirit that Jesus had, the spirit of the son of God is now joined with your spirit. And so really that's something I could try to explain it to you till I'm blue in the face, but until the Holy spirit makes that alive in you and makes it a reality to you, right? It's just words. It's just words. And so that's why it's so important to press in for the revelation of the word. And so, and you know, that's why with so many people, you know, and, and, and ministers or teachers of the word, or maybe someone that tries to explain the word to you, it's like some people you listen to, and it's just like, they're just telling you stuff. They're just telling you information. And then there's other people that you listen to, other ministers that you'll listen to, that it carries a weight. There's a weight to what they're saying. Like I said, like one minister can quote Psalm 23 and, and it's just like, okay, that's, that's comforting. That's encouraging. Amen. And another minister can, can quote Psalm 23 and the cloud fills the room. The glory of God fills the room and it becomes so real to you. You become so aware that the Lord is your shepherd, that you're never going to lack, that he, he leads you beside still waters, that he makes you lie down in green pastures. You know, it becomes, it becomes a reality to you. When, when that minister speaks the word, it, the reality of it begins to fill the room. What is that? That's the living word. That's a word that's more than just head knowledge to that person. That when that person begins to talk about that word, oh, it's it's real. There's a power that's on it. There's something on it. And so that's why it's so important to listen to the fivefold ministry, to listen to ministers that carry that. And that's why Paul said in Ephesians, when you read this, when you read this epistle, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. Why? Because his writings and his preaching carried an impartation for the listener to have the same revelation that he had, right? So what I'm saying here is when you're listening to a minister and they're preaching a word that is alive on the inside of them, you're receiving more than head knowledge. You're actually receiving an impartation and a grace to receive the same revelation that they have. Whether it hits you at that moment or not, doesn't really matter. It may take some time. Like, and you know, for me, like I remember I was one time I went to a meeting, um, with this evangelist prophet, I don't know, guy, uh, vessels du Bruyne. And I'll never forget, man, like the meeting was so powerful and he said so much great stuff, but like, I didn't really remember like exactly what he talked about. I didn't really receive a bunch of head knowledge necessarily, but over the course of like the next three weeks, I like literally had just this massive like revelation of like the fear of God and, and, um, just consecration to the Lord and all this kind of stuff. And I knew that it was a result of listening to his preaching because that's what he carries. He carries more than just, 
He doesn't just stand up there and quote a bunch of scriptures. The scriptures are alive in him. You can tell that he's spent time in the secret place and, and literally spent time with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, has made that word alive. That word exudes a power, right? And so really, that's why it's so important to position yourself to be around people that are going to give you more than just head knowledge that they're going to impart something to you to have a revelation of Christ, have a revelation of the word of God. And really that's what changes your life. That's what's going to change your life is when God's word goes from just something that you've heard about to it becomes a reality to you. And I believe that as you position yourself to receive that and as you engage the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit's going to do that for you. He's going to quicken the word that you've heard. He's going to make it come alive on the inside of you. And that word is what will change your life in Jesus mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.